Yep, I got audio coming through on mine. I hear you just fine. Keep my tabs put in the proper spots. Now I don't need to see GarageBand. Elkin made me edit, actually edit the pod today because he, he, he uh, unplugged his microphone during recording. So, I, oh my gosh, the screen is so bright when it's on the TV. You ever had that where like uh, you share, you put something on a bigger screen or you put something on a different screen and like the brightness and stuff is uh, like a different setting and it bl completely bungles it? That's what just happened to me. It doesn't bungle it, but it just makes it like this is really bright. Probably not a problem, but. I don't know. I think everything looks basically right. Positions are sometimes hard. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. No, I was. Yes, sir. Feeling good, man. I'm so excited for Tuesday. Basketball coming back to my life means I don't have to have my, I don't have to hang out with my friends anymore. I can be a, a little hermit, just go to work, come home, watch hoops. Happy to get back to that lifestyle. I've been missing it for a while. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you've got a lot of turnover on the Lakers side. You know, they went with a little bit more um, star quality players in terms of 
one Russell Westbrook and lost a lot of the depth, which I thought made the Lakers a, a tough, tougher defensive team and some players that like really surround LeBron James's talents. Well, so it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing shakes out. Not to mention they went with a very old roster and going back to an 82 game season, you now have to play those games. And I mean, not, not, not like that. All these old guys haven't been durable for different and large portions of their career, but it's definitely going to be a little bit of a, uh, a new scenario. Um, going through the season. Yeah, Russell Westbrook being able to carry some, you know, I'd say lethargic style games to the, the to the fourth quarter and keep it in play for LeBron and Anthony Davis to close some stuff out. That seems to make a lot of sense to me because Russell Westbrook, while he is a, a you know player that I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy watching him particularly much, and he really frustrates me for the, the flaws that he does have in his game. He's a guy who keeps games competitive because he does care about his stats. He does care about winning. He is going to give 110% effort um, deep into the progression of the game, even when the game looks out of sight, out of mind. And with that kind of energy, you know, with LeBron, you know, probably missing some games here and there for rest, or Anthony Davis being banged up, I honestly think Westbrook's contributions to the squad regular season-wise are going to be very successful. And I, I do wonder if it's the best fit come postseason time, because I, I know I think the shot looks a lot better, but it's going to have to be proven and. Also, he's he's canceling out, you know, what, 13 years of muscle memory shot? I don't know exactly how long he's been in the NBA, but a lot of muscle memory has got to come out of that body for that shot to make any difference come postseason time. He's going to be shooting, Richard. It is important.
Well, and I agree with you. I think it'd be really great if we get Russell Westbrook to be an active off-ball participant. Um, I've just happened. I know he's not as good a player, but Rajon Rondo has played on this team in the past, and I didn't see Rajon Rondo really change his game other than just be trying to be a better catch and shoot guy. So when I say I'm not super confident in the, that hopeful um, outlook and rosy desire for how they could be successful, um, I hope it works. I hope it happens, Richard. I'm not confident that that's the way they're going to go. No, that, that can't be true. No, no. He is league average at best. The only guy who's like a good guard defender on this team, I would say Kent Bazemore because he, he is kind of like lengthy with his wingspan, and I think he still tries really hard. I think Taylor Horton Tucker has a full capacity to be a good good on-ball defender, um, but that's it. No, it's, it's Anthony Davis or Bust for this entire defensive team. You, you Doc, I don't know. It's just trash. Man, like, I just don't know how you can lock in any guarantees about who the other guys are. There's just nothing. Like, you think you think it'd be Malik Monk because he's the guy who can, you know, kind of create his own shot a little bit late in the clock. You think it would be um, maybe Carmelo because he's destined to be a catch-and-shoot guy with LeBron. Like, I mean, is it going to be – dude, no, Richard, it's just – there's it's not a thing. They don't have it right now. It's got to be a buyout guy.
Yeah, you made you made a bad. I mean, ultimately, I think they made a bad decision going on Westbrook. But we we know how I feel about him. By the way, Alex Caruso shot forty percent from three last year, thirty seven for his career. So like, but he's not an active shot. Like he's not a shot seeker, which is I I think what you get at more with him not really spacing the floor. Yeah. She's 41% from three in the postseason for his career. 36 last year. I mean, I it's not like, there's not the perfect like there's not the perfect way for basketball reference to show me this right now. But I mean, I'm looking. It's You're right, the gravity though. Yeah, you should have signed him and traded him then. But bat ownership is the greatest competitive advantage. Shout out Danny LaRue. I I would I would still feel good about the over, but not great. Yeah, no, it is because I think that I think they're taking the John Collins approach to it in terms of how to how to like pay someone, and more or less, DeAndre Ayton's gonna get a nice offer from somebody. I would imagine. If the mark, I mean, if not, you're still going to end up paying him like I would say pretty close to the max money, just because he of stature and like how do you replace him if you don't sign him to some scratch? I I just think I think they're in a, a situation where they're like, well, we'll take it to the actual free agency and maybe even see about a sign and trade possibility when you're when you're coming down to brass tacks.
Indeed. And what I would what I would caution in terms of like stre- like stressing about like like the Gordon Hayward situation with Utah is what what's most important is Aiton being on the team the next couple of seasons maybe maybe three seasons like I, I'm not gonna put Chris Paul's longevity in the same breath as LeBron like I am anticipating at some point he will not be able to do all the incredible things he does regardless it's like yeah obviously you don't want DeAndre Ayton on the way out from the franchise in general but the priority does need to be how do we maximize this Chris Paul Devin Booker pairing at the moment and that is not as dependent on getting him down for five years. I understand why you'd want it, but you know, I was thinking about that Jared Allen contract and I'm like, I wish, I wish someone would have Gordon Hayward in if I was the Cavs, you know, I wish someone would have came in with that lower, that lower year offer. Cause now it's, it's too long. Like I don't think Deandre Ayton's that same type of player, but I look at it thinking, Oh, I would be, I'd be re- like I would I would rather keep him at whatever like that that market dictates more so and have a less one less year than miss him for the Chris Paul time because Chris Paul time is is a title opportunity whereas after Chris Paul is gone how do you replace all of Chris Paul you probably can't for a few years it might be time to rebuild move like there's all kinds of avenues this team can go down post the Chris Paul era. No, it's Yeah. I think the I think the important the important thing to do with DeAndre Ayton is resolve this as soon as you can in the like in the offseason. Like, don't wait for an offer. You get your you get your strong offer out there. Get him locked in. Don't even let him get to like the qualifying offer stage. I'm, that's just my thing. Is like, hey, we didn't get you. We didn't get this deal done last thing. You, you played well. Here's your offer. This is a great deal. Like, let's get, let's b- both be happy here. We we haven't we hadn't seen these extensions be quite as prevalent until honestly this weird COVID situation. Then everyone was signing these extensions early. A lot of people would go to the restricted free agent markets because you know three four years ago everyone was trying to keep cash space open to throw out restricted offers. Like think about like Zach Levine. Zach Levine didn't get any, any kind of contract extension. He got the offer from the Kings. The Bulls matched. Like that was far more common. Like you know just literally three or four years ago. And so it's it is kind of weird to see Aiton not get an extension. Because that's where the trend's been lately. But it's not weird in the history of the NBA. Like off a finals off a finals run, you would expect everyone to be just spending money. That's how I would say.
It is funny that Alfred Payton's back on this team. I did laugh when I was like remembering that fact. I do like this team though. Like I think they are like likely to be the best team in this division. Like I think their over is pretty pretty solid. Like I mean, if they're healthy, I feel really good about them. Like they got 48 minutes of competent point guard play. Plus Devin Booker is going to handle a lot of that. I think Mikel Bridges has another level to unlock. Um, like obviously he's got his money. Like I, I would, I would think this is kind of guy that doesn't, those kind of things don't affect Jay Crowder and Cam, Cameron Johnson locking down that four spot. Maybe even Jalen Smith is a basketball player this year. Who knows? I don't count on it, but maybe. And Dario Saric will play part of the season. I know he still will be rehabbing to start, but he will play some basketball this year. And he was a good, he was a player that they missed sorely in the finals. Yeah, no chance I would take take the over because for one, Stephen Curry played out of his mind last year, and even if he plays the 95 percentile of that, you're you're losing some more games in terms of percentage, right? Um, like you're talking about Andrew, like needing need like a, a a second really solid season from Andrew Wiggins, like that's not a hundred. You can't lock that in as a guarantee. We're needing Otto Porter Jr. to like regain like pre like when he was on the max contract form to be worth like I know he's on the minimum but like you're depending on his minutes I know it's minimum contract you shouldn't have to depend on but that's where they're at Draymond Green I mean he played really well last year and stayed healthy the whole time holding up even though he was you know playing under duress the whole season as a five half the, like most of the time like you're, there's a lot there's a lot that has to go correct again for this team to hit like that really sc- kind of scary ceiling assuming Clay Thompson also comes back and is also super healthy like there's a lot that has to go in to hit that really scary ceiling and one thing goes wrong and you're not getting there close. You're not getting close.
Yeah. Okay. Next to Joe Harris? Ah, uh, that does that does sound slanderous, Richard. Um Yeah. I just can't imagine that he'd be like as bad of a defender as Joe Harris. I mean, I know Joe Harris isn't bad, bad, but I just, I just can't, I just can't imagine. I, even if he's slower, I think like, he's just, he's, he was like such a good defender, Richard. Like, like let me comp it to Ethan Huffman being terrible at defense now, but like, or like, but I'm still like good in a pinch every once in a while when the leg works. Like, I mean, cause I knew where to go. I just sometimes can't get there. I, just, I, I can't imagine a Joe Harris level. I understand your concept, but I, I, I think, I think Clay Thompson's going to be perfectly fine. And honestly, I think he's going to be even more deadly of a shooter than he, he was. I understand. Like, I, I think it's just that he's going to be do one less. He's going to take one less dribble a game and it's going to make the world a difference. No, that's a little, that was just a way, that was, that was a way to get in the joke, the dribble joke. Yeah, no, they're they're scary. They're not. They might not be good, but they're scary. It's like that's the whole that's the whole gambit with them. I mean, like if you see Otto Porter Jr. and like let's say Iguodala, like in a, in a very limited role, like all of a sudden you have a lot of guys who might be able to like play really elite defense. Is already a top five defensive team in the league last year. Like there's there's something to be said about this. Like having that kind of defense with Stephen Curry. Like it's just like if the the Blazers could easily. If they could just get a defense, like Dame can carry you down the stretch. He he did it with Mo Harkless now for Camino on the court all the time. Like you just got to put something around the guy who can carry you to the finish line. And like unfortunately, sometimes the the Blazers haven't been able to do it. The Warriors are doing it right now, and that's why they won so they won some games last year.
I'm just happy. I just hope Gary Payton the second stays on the team all year because that guy's really good defense and he's athletic, so he's fun. I mean, if he's if his back is still giving him problems and he's not a mobile center in terms of being able to do a switch every now and again, that really negatively affects the defensive upside of this team. Because for them to be at their best, right, they need that they need that center presence for rebounding purposes, boxing out purposes. It can, you know, it can be like it can even be a Robin Lopez situation where he never grabs rebounds, but he always boxes his man out, and it helps the team rebounding statistics. And, you know, Avika Zubac, as much as he kind of, like, is not a bad defender, he's definitely still a drop defender. Like, Serge Ibaka needs to be that guy who can you can re retain the size on the court without sacrificing a rebounding thing. And I think the only other option then, if that doesn't work out, is for either Terrence Mann to, like, you know, play out of his mind and then do the the team rebound concept, or maybe a, re a revival of Justice Winslow, who used to play center at the five, or play play center for the uh, the Heat against the the Raptors long ago. So like I'm like I mean, let me have my Justice Winslow moment real quick. But I think Serge Ibaka is very important to be able to give them 25, 30 minutes a game, and especially five minutes down the stretch of games when they got to be able to close and finish good defensive possessions. Ugh. Just he, he he's there to be on the roster and if someone dies.
yeah. We gotta keep in mind it's top six now. Top six is what is is critical for uh, like you know locking in success. And I was doing it. Elk and I were talking about this earlier about the Eastern teams and how like you know the Knicks when we're gonna go from the four seed to to at best the six seed just based on how all the rest of the teams got better or you know are just coming back. It's like the Clippers might not be all that much worse. Like aside from the Kawhi departure, which is a huge loss. I mean, they might still be a really good team, but we're talking about the, you know, the Warriors maybe getting a, an all-star back with, in Clay Thompson. We're talking about the, the Lakers, like, you know, starting the season healthy. Like, all these different things that, like, are factors outside of their control that are changing the dynamics around. Like, it's just dynamics changing around them. And, like, they might be a really solid team. And, be, like, the NBA is getting better, Richard. Like, the NBA has a lot of good teams. Like, a lot, like this is a good basketball team. And they might be a seven seed. They might be an eight seed. Yeah, I mean... Grizzlies. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I am excited to see Paul, Alpha Paul George, though. He's make the attempt again. Go back to MVP form, right? They got a bunch of good guards, and they got a bunch of bad centers, not to, and excluding Richard Holmes. Because I'm counting, Richard, in my estimation, six centers. Because Marvin Bagley, 
The third is a center that's just also very bad, but has aspirations to be a power forward. So that's where we listed him. And I didn't have the heart to make him a starter, but Richard, I think this man might start on this team. Because he's Marvin Bagley the third. <laughs> Oh, I'm telling you, Richard, this, it just makes me sad that, that there's this, even with um, Vlade Divac out, they still have so many centers and keep, just seems like they just want to keep grabbing more. And it's just, you know, what I really hope for out of this team, Richard, because I don't think they're going to be very good, is I just hope we get some Robert Woodard minutes. I hope he gets a chance to play because I'm still, I'm still a supporter of that man. He's on this team. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the important thing to think about here, Richard, with this team specifically, is we just need to look for individual play up, player development and and and, sign, and flashes of greatness, right? I think we all know De'Aaron Fox is a quality point guard. I think we all know Tyrese Halberton is is a good like maybe not starter, but definitely third guard everywhere. I think he's a starter, but you know that's me. Davion Mitchell, let's let's block in that he's part of a three guard rotation. And honestly, like I think Buddy Heald should be the odd man out here as he's getting he already has this nice chunk of change. Maybe there's a contender that has a, a lesser good contract you could just swap on and and see about bringing someone else in just to balance out the roster, give your younger guys a little bit more of a chance to play cuz Buddy Heald we know is like Davion Mitchell's old, but Buddy Heald was at that age when he came in the league too, so he's now very much older. I think this team just needs a like needs a needs a shakeup and I mean that's just the, the stats of the Kings for the, the past forever. And, you know, you see the Ben Simmons rumors and stuff, and I just don't see how the, the, any of their offers make as much sense as, like, you know, if we're doing, like, a good player for Ben Simmons trades. I don't see how the D'Lo or the C.J. McCollum don't make more sense. Um, but, man, I, I, this team I don't think is going to be as fun to watch as they could be. And that makes me sad because, like, especially with guys like Mitchell, Fox, and Halberton, those are guys I want to watch, and then they're playing with, you know, this roster around them, and it makes me sad.
I, I hate everything about it, Richard. I really do. I really do. I think I think you're right. I think Marvin Bagley should just be shipped off for whatever they want to send back. If it's it's an extra rack for balls, holding balls. If it's a uh, if it's a, you know an extra duffel bag full of cash. I mean draft picks, whatever you can get out of it. I think you just say yes. Send him to send him to Charlotte with with a pick attached for Miles Bridges or P.J. Washington. Like send 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 a lot to get something back. I I don't care. We need better players on the Kings. Now send a first. You can't. You can't send first. I know. You can't send first. You can't send first. I don't think so either, because they're not. They they keep losing at deals, and they don't want to make a deal anymore. Well, what, what's the best return we could expect for Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley? <laughs> what's the best? Because I know we're not getting Ben Simmons for that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now. It's sad, man. Like, I, I, keep, I keep hoping that we're going to get on the right path with De'Aaron Fox. Cause, and, like, I've, I've been, I wanted De'Aaron Fox, like, be part of, like, some kind of, like, package to get him to the heat, you know, and pair with, with Bam someday. And so I'm just going to hold out hope that De'Aaron Fox stays strong for three, uh, was it, what's Kyle Lowry's contract? Two years at least, maybe three. And then, then we, uh, we, we revisit that topic. That's all I got left. That's all I got left. I, it's, I just want to watch Darren Fox play meaningful basketball. Hey, we were there. I, I, Elkin's the one. Elkin's the one who said he would take him high. I, I, I think I had him above Mobamba, but that was it. I know you're. I know you're. I know you're more staunchly against Marvin Bagley. I know that to be true. Like I think I'm more of a Switzerland in this case. All I knew is I was. I said take Aiton because he's David. Like, he looks like David Robinson. That's great. Jaron Jackson Jr.'s Chris Bosh, Marvin and Window Car is out Horford. And I was like, I don't know what Marvin Bagley and Bamba are, and I don't like either of them. But like I was. I I wasn't like get Marvin Bagley out of here like you were. So again, no.
you have a point. But you're not alone, alone. Elkin's the one, though, that uh, you can argue with. And Chris, and Chris Vernon, and Chris Vernon. Chris Vernon still has Marvin Bagley stock. Probably has a, I think he bought a bunch of top shots. Put his money where his mouth is. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll exit. We'll exit on that. What? Oh, it's true. When most people hear this, the basketball game will be about to start. 